We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Mostly C's. The Mostly C's podcast. The podcast about the Celtics. From Red to Russell, Brown to Bird, Parrish to Pierce. Everything C's. Well... Mostly C's. The Mostly C's podcast is presented by JBL, the official sound of Jason Tatum, the Boston Celtics, and the NBA. Let's get to Rich Keefe and the Mostly C's podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mostly C's. I am your host, your only host, Rich Keefe. I know it's sad, sad day. Michael Holly, I don't know if you've heard, has moved on. He no longer works at WEEI. And maybe the biggest blow of all is he won't be doing Mostly C's once a month going forward. Jason Rossi is our producer. He is still here. <laughs> oh, yes, because that's what everybody came to People listen for. Like, I, I'm pretty sure Jason's still there, so don't worry. It won't be just one voice on these because I think those can get a little boring, a little monotonous. Uh, we don't have the big name appeal of Michael Holly, so whoa, we whoa, probably don't, won't. Don't well, underestimate it's Rossi, your voice. It's very true. No, the big name. My uh, voice, I can yell. I mean, anybody, no, that's true. You have a name. I have a name. So do you. So does everybody listening. Everybody has oh. a name, Jason. But Michael Hawley, I get it. He was he was the name that drove you into Mostly C's. Hopefully you're going to give us another shot. Hopefully you haven't uh, unsubscribed just yet. You're like, what is this? What the hell is this that just popped up? It's Mostly C's. And we're going to try to give it to you more regularly than we had in the past. Yeah. Not to tell uh, stories out of school, Jason. Michael Holly wasn't always super pumped to do the podcast. No, if I could peel back the fourth wall. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, please. I, when I became part of this show and basically it was tasked on me, let's be honest. Yes, this and, was not a part of your original deal. No, uh, my, my big contract that I signed. This is an extra bonus that you get to do. I would come in, I'd be like, and I thought Michael, you know, he's a wealth of knowledge, just yes. like yourself, especially with basketball. Yes. You guys have great basketball conversations. Yes. So I was excited. I'm like, hey, man, you want to do one tomorrow? He, the look he gave me every, a, every time he asked me, it was kind of like if you asked somebody, like, do you like want to? Can I borrow fifty bucks? Right, it was, it was very that low. Like, can I borrow fifty bucks? Like, I, I it was. It, it's like I don't want to say no, but yeah. I'm not going to say yes. You're just waiting, hopefully that it would, you know, eventually you'd forget about it. Yes, Maybe so just move on. And and Michael, you know, when we did get it together, you guys, yes. it was electric. It was fun. Yeah, it was... he had a good time once we got started, but for whatever reason, he didn't want to commit to doing a lot of episodes. Yes, and okay. I think he would even admit that as well. So, yeah, it's so not and a... can I say one last thing about it? Of course, it. you can say as many things as you'd like about oh, well, just it. Just you're about the this, co-host this, now. So well, say whatever the hell you want. Uh, I'm third chair on a two-person team. Yeah, he. I will say this. I'm not holding out hope we won't have him on this podcast again. Really? Occasionally. There's a chance he could do more as a guest than he ever did as a host. I honestly believe that. How many episodes have we done? Not many. Since I've been here, it was twice a month. And so that yeah, was... since... I did November, December, oh, like about eight. Okay. But not even, because we didn't do one last month. I was going to say. I got a lot of text messages about not doing Mostly C's. It was an empty month last month, but we are back and better than ever. Yeah. Although it's weird. It's one of those situations where I think... I mean, there's always Celtics conversation to be had. However, we're all kind of feeling the same way. Get these guys healthy and get to the playoffs. And it's probably going to be the two seed. I don't see them catching Toronto. Uh, the number three seed is going to be fascinating. Hopefully the Cavs end up as the four or the five. And you don't have to face them until the, the conference finals. But 
I think there's such a gap there that even with the injuries, they're going to be okay. But watching the game last night, and we're recording this on Thursday, so watching the Wizards game last night, they get out to that huge lead, and you're like, who cares? They don't have Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, obviously Daniel Tice, who's, uh sounds like he's out for the season. You're like, and then was it Jabari Bird also didn't play? Like they have all these guys that just like that aren't how they had ten active or they only played nine guys. Nine guys. They played nine guys last night, and it goes to double overtime. Of course, just so you can't. There's no way you can manage minutes there. Entertaining game, and I know a lot of people are gonna say, "Hey, look at them! Look at how scrappy! What a great fun team they are! They have none of their good players. You're up by twenty. You still gotta win. You gotta win that game up twenty. I mean, it's the Wizards. They're good. They're not great. So I was a little disappointed that they lost because because they, if you told me at the beginning of the night, hey, they lose by one in double overtime, I was like, wow, what a, what a what an effort. But when you're watching the game, how do you just you know let a twenty point lead slip away? Yeah, it was it was hard to watch. Like I was referencing it kind of like a race, like you were way out yeah, ahead. Right, it was, and then like I don't know, you a bum knee, and you turn an ankle, you're stumbling yeah. along, you're trying to get and to that finish at the line. Clock, you're like, yes, for the love of God, get this thing yeah, over with. It all started at the end of the half. Like yeah, they right. were up twenty, and then it got down to seven at halftime, and like, it was an oh, ugly no. seven point lead. Yeah, like, it was. You, you know, at that point, you certainly didn't feel all that comfortable. But no surprise, you're going to see, a, with all these guys being out, it's going to be Terry Rozier and Marcus Morris. Because those are two guys that are not afraid to shoot. They're going to run the offense, I think, a lot through them. Maybe it's going to give other guys an opportunity. Like Maybe this will help Rozier in the long run. Because it feels like they're going to have to be prepared to play without Marcus Smart. And I think that's pretty significant. Yeah, and Brad Stevens came out and said that, that he believes right. this could end his season, this injury. I mean, anytime you go to that second opinion, you can't be really wild yeah. about that because that usually means the first opinion was shut it down or surgery. I mean, we're talking about the middle of March, so any kind of surgery or any kind of you know six-week injury or whatever it is, that that's trouble. And I think if you're looking at all the guys on the team, he's probably the fifth most important. So smart, yes. That's how I would rank them. Okay. So if Who's Kyrie, Irving, Kyrie Irving is obviously number one. No, so if Kyrie Irving goes down, you probably lose in the first round. Like yeah. that's just how good he is. The second most important player is Al Horford. Now I know he has been a huge topic of conversation in the last really month plus, and people are on two on different sides of it. And I don't, I don't think it's as simple. And not to relive the entire uh, Marcus or Al Horford thing right now, but. I don't think it's as simple as he's awesome and you know basketball, or he sucks and you don't know basketball. That, that I, I, I it never makes really it easier on that. Twitter to do it. It that does. Way it not. is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. On, on Twitter, even with the extra characters now, that is the best way to sort of boil it down. But no, long story short, he is the second most valuable player. He's not going to score 20 points, but what he does defensively, he does have the ability to to knock down outside shots. Who he guard like in these playoff series. He might guard Ben Simmons if they draw Philly in the first round. He might draw the Greek freak. Like he, all these different guys that he can guard. So he's the second most important. Third is probably Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. I think flip a coin. Like either, either one of those guys. They're both going to have good games, and they're both going to have bad games in the playoffs. That's just the reality. And then to me, fifth is smart, like what he does off the bench and, and his defense. Well, we'll find that out, I think, in these next few weeks because yeah. you're going to have no Jalen Brown. Right. You're more than likely not going to have any Marcus Smart. Right. So is Jalen Brown I mean, or is Jason, Jason Tatum, Tatum. Yeah, is he actually more out. valuable than those guys? And Yeah, we're, we're going to see. He's going to have plenty last of night opportunity. Was, last night was an up and down for him. Oh, my God. Definitely it, was. He missing cl- clutch free throws. That inbound sucks. That inbound pass was embarrassing to yeah, watch. Not, don't do that. You got a tall guy. It's like you don't have to <laughs> overthrow him. How do you overthrow him? Yeah, no, that was that was frustrating. But like, 
again, it's a it's a loss, and I think it's maybe a worse loss that people may may lead on. But at the same time, like a pretty big learning experience for Tatum and for Rozier even, and some of the other younger yeah. guys that got to play. Tatum played 46 minutes. Rozier <laughs> played 48 minutes. That's insane. That, that's not happening on any given no, night when right. you have the five most important players. Correct. And But I think, I don't know how much pushback I would even get on that. I know some people like Rozier a lot, but I just think Smart's overall game, I think he doesn't start, but he finishes a lot of games. He gives you something off the bench where he had a stretch. Actually, he and Rozier had a stretch going back a couple of months where they were carrying the offense off the bench. Like the two of them were, were getting, you know, easy double digits. They were both getting in the high teens for a while. And then that cooled off. Smart punches a picture frame. Then he comes back. Now he's out again. So so that's a that's a whole thing. Cause then I would have guys like Marcus Morris and Greg Monroe, who has gotten a lot better since the first I was ready. I was done with him. Like after first four games, I was like, forget it. This guy stinks. He's slow. I don't know why they added him. But in reality, He's been pretty good, and with the Daniel Tice injury, it's a huge pickup. Yeah, that that's the worst part. I think that's going to be an underrated injury as you know the Celtics move forward going into the playoffs because he was playing solid minutes yeah. and giving you quality time out there. Oh yeah, he's defending, I liked him. Yeah, he's, rebounding. Yeah. It just I, and you could see it a little bit. I thought that was something that stood out last night. You know, like you said, Monroe's gotten better, but he isn't quite to the level. I think no, they're di- I mean they're different. Yeah, r- right, exactly. But I think uh, in a, in a weird way. If they just get everybody back, they're still in a pretty good spot. I think the East is pretty open, whereas for the last seven years, it wasn't. I mean, I guess uh, one of those heat seasons, the the Celtics took them to seven games. That was really close. The Garnett pierced right towards the end. But LeBron has made the final seven straight years. Does he make it again? No. I think I don't think I he say can say no. yes at this time. Right? I mean, even if, whether you take Boston or Toronto, like if you're taking Cleveland versus the field – this is the first year I think you have to feel really good about the field. Yeah, I, I, like Toronto is is very impressive. Like they just got to knock on. that. You know, they can't get it done on the playoffs thing off their back because yeah. that's been their biggest issue. Because they have the talent. Like DeRozan's even better than than he's been. Lowry's good. They got they got bigs, which so it's a little bit. You know, teams aren't really used to facing a team like that. They're good, and their and their home record is off the charts. So they have like a real home court advantage, and they're always crazy in the playoffs anyway. Even when they're bad, like the Chris Bosh teams. They would sh- you, you're thinking Toronto, or I'm thinking Toronto is a, is a hockey town, and it is, but they go nuts for basketball. They love it up there. Well, I think it's just playoff atmosphere. I think t- yeah. it's the Canadian uh, culture. They like love They lose playoffs. their minds for yeah, it. It's, it's, it yeah. is nuts. I go back to even when Vince Carter was oh, a, yeah. like three-pointer away from going to the finals. That crowd was n- – that whole series, they were insane. They were going nuts, and so they're, they're already good at home in the regular season. So in the playoffs, that's going to be a really tough place to play. And it looks like I don't think anybody's going to catch them. So they're going to be the top seed. Uh, so let them and Cleveland play each other in the second round. And then the Celtics could be there. Not that it's going to be easy, you know, getting out of the first couple of rounds, whether they got to face Philly or Miami or Indiana. And Victor Oladipo has killed them a bunch yeah, this I year. I don't want to play Indiana. I mean, but I would rather play Indiana than Cleveland. Yes. Right? I mean, if, I'm just if thinking those are the two fighting for just... the three seed. I, I don't want to play that no, Indiana I, team. I think they they're impressive and they kind of have. Oladipo is insane this year. Like yeah. Oladipo is the equivalent of like a baseball player who was good and then like hit like twenty homers and then all of a sudden hit fifty homers and you're like, hmm, okay, like. I guess I knew he had that in him, well, but I'm it, not so sure. Well, he was like in Orlando, and he was like that next guy. Everyone thought he'd be that next guy. Then right. he gets traded to Oklahoma, yeah. and he was terrible. I, I maybe terrible. Yeah, he wasn't a bit great. strong, no. but he didn't come like a. No, I remember like, when he got star. traded, and you're like, ugh, that's all they got. They got Oladipo <laughs> and Sabonis's kid for Paul George. You're like, that is not a very good trade. And then Oladipo makes the All Star team. 
He's been great. Now, here's the second pick in the draft going back a few years ago. Not a great draft, but still, he was awesome at Indiana. And then he's been kind of fine. Like, he was an okay player in the NBA. And then something just flipped this year, and he's the man. And he has killed the Celtics in a bunch of the games. But, no, I, I still think, again, Kyrie needs to be healthy. Well, Horford, I guess, is just sick. So he'll be there, and Jalen Brown needs Take to some recover. NyQuil, like, get yeah, over what it. the hell? What do you? All your guys are hurt. You can't play? As you were saying earlier, I'm not into the whole average Al conversation. Yeah. I think it's fun, and it's given the Celtics like a little more you know, to be talked about here in Boston Sports Radio. Yeah, it Radio. does give it something else. But at the same time, it's like, all right, you can think what you want about him, but don't be like, – how many games are you going to miss? Because what, you have the sniffles? You're, yeah, you got the sniffles. You're, you got, like as the guy I used to host shows with – or I would do the updates for. I wasn't the host. I was the update guy. You can call yourself the host. That guy point. over there, uh, he, used, he would say he's out with the sniffies, and, which was a great way of putting it. It's hilarious. So I'll give Adam Jones credit for that. He would say he's out with the sniffies. And how many times can you miss a game – Due to that, when you have everybody else being hurt. But again, they're in a spot where they're kind of just kind of cruise into the, the postseason if you can. Don't let anybody else get hurt. So it's really not the end of the world. Let me ask you, though. Do you think he really ha- is sick or do you think they're trying to give him a little bit of rest? I knowing he, what's coming. I think he is sick. I think he has to be because the NBA, they'll say rest, won't they? I mean, I know they're I trying to cut I thought back this whole, this yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I thought this year they were really trying to like pull that you know, whole rest yeah, thing. No, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe he was sick the last that. game, but last night he probably could have played. But I mean, if he was out shoveling snow a couple of days ago, it's very easy to get sick. Yeah. I mean, it, was, and, it was heavy is your snow. Back, how, is your back Still recovered? a little sore. Thanks mm-hmm. for asking. Yeah, it's yeah. not great. Shoulders kind of off. I had like dead arm. I had my left oh. arm, like straight dead arm. It's really not good for radio. Just numb. Yeah, I almost didn't come in today. I was like, it's just a real, real mess. Uh, but no, I mean, as far as picking them to win the East, I think I still probably am. And maybe that's just me being a huge Celtics fan. But I think it's the way the season's gone. Yeah. It's tough right now because Toronto is very scary. Like every time I watch them, I'm like, are we going to be able to beat them in seven yeah. games in Toronto? Like if they get four home games. Yeah. Well, you got to steal one, but then you got you to gotta take care of home. Like that, it's got to be tough. Although I still... Like, can you really see the Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals? I can't. If any year, it's this year. It would be. Because I'm looking at it, if, if I don't believe in Cleveland, which I don't, or if you don't believe in Cleveland, if you don't, if you're not fully 100% on the Celtics with some of these injuries, who is it? Yeah, right. It's got to be Toronto. I don't think that Washington team's going to do no, it. I don't it's care not if John Wall's it's, 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 it's a three-team race in the Eastern Conference. Now, doesn't mean one of those three teams couldn't lose to one of the other five that get into the playoffs, mm-hmm. but I think ultimately getting there and facing the Warriors, although you see their injuries, I, it's, just like, say, it's like look, worse than the Celtics right now. They just have bigger profile names than the Celtics up and down their roster. They have a yeah, million guys that are hurt. So I'm watching some of that game last night. I'm like, who, who's playing? Can you imagine if it was Rockets Raptors in the finals? Uh, like I mean, everyone's like, oh, it's gonna be LeBron versus Durant and Curry again, and then you're like, well, actually, it's DeRozan Harden. Which, as an NBA fan, I think anybody listening to this would be on board with that. Like, oh, good, like I see somebody different, and like, but there is something about having all the best players in the world on the court at once. And what you just said are two of the more you know, Toronto as an organization hasn't had playoff you know success in Harden. Hasn't really had a ton of playoff no, success. No. Harden, Last year, one on of the worst own. performances oh, of all time. Brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Yeah, Toronto has not gotten there, and then Harden obviously got to the finals once in his career, but that was as the third, fourth option. I guess third. He came off the bench, but that was not his team there in Houston. And also, you know, with Mike D'Antoni, like no, at Oklahoma, wasn't that Oklahoma City? Yeah, what did I say? You said I, Houston. Oh, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, with Oklahoma City, he was the yeah. third guy. But now I'm saying in Houston, yeah. he obviously hasn't gotten there. And Chris Paul. 
it's not talked about enough, but he kind of sucks in the playoffs. Not that he sucks, but like his team record in the playoffs is not great. He never even made it to the conference finals with the Clippers. Yeah, and that was a stacked team there. That was years. wild. Everybody's like, oh, Doc is the missing piece. They got he, Blake, and uh, DeAndre Jordan. So at one time, I think they had three guys make the All-NBA teams, mm-hmm. and they couldn't make it to the conference finals. Not win the whole thing. They couldn't make it to the conference finals. So that's pretty wild. So I think but still, it's still the Warriors to me, unless those guys are out for an extended period of time. The East is much more wide open. The East is, I don't know, Jason, maybe as wide open as the NCAA tournament. Ah. Yes. March well, Madness. Hold on. Before you March do Madness? that pivot point, before yes. you get to that pivot, pivot point, pivot. You, ha- you have to do your plug. You oh, hashtag dork is my podcast. Thank you very much. My other podcast. This is also my podcast, which I care very much about. But the <laughs> other podcast, hashtag dork, is a weekly podcast on TV, movies, video games, comic books. We just did an episode on the worst movies ever. Can we get a little tease? Uh, Give me like one. One of the worst movies ever? That people may not expect to be on that list. Ooh. Like not the cliches. I'm sure like Geely isn't on there. Geely is on there. Okay, but that's like that's like the average Al conversation. So everyone, yeah. oh. no one's seen it. Well, so what we also did was we went through all the Razzie Award winners okay. for Worst Picture. And then we added some of our own. So we have our own. So, so one of the, the worst movies that I've ever seen in my life. And, and you're a big horror movie guy. Love them. So horror movies... There's very little in between, yeah. right? Like, you're either like, this is a great movie, you need to see it, or holy crap, what a piece of garbage. Yes. And also, comedies are similar to that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go on, like, Rotten Tomatoes and just look at, like, the, the critics' tomatoes. scores. Well, I say tomatoes. Yeah, I, I don't know what you say. Right. You savage. You say tomatoes. <laughs> Sometimes. And so, if you look at, uh, like, Rotten Tomatoes scores, some of these comedies or horror movies are, like, either 80, 90% or, like, below 30. And so, I feel like people are very, and it's because it's so up to your personal opinion. And... So some of these horror movies. Have you ever seen the movie Fear.com? Yes. It's the worst movie I've ever seen, it's, I think. Yeah, absolutely terrible. It's that, unbelievably bad. That was in that early 2000s horror boom. Those are during the era of like anything that could be an object is yes. horror. Or like uh, Miss Call or whatever that was. Yes, Miss One Miss Call. Miscall, One Miss Call. Uh, Fear.com, too, because it was, I think it came out in 2002. So it was after that late 90s horror boom. But it also, oh, two, you're like, Oh my god, the internet, like dot com, like that's a different thing. And it was like it, the movie. It was Stephen Dorff was in it. Yeah, I was going to say they got sucked. actors to do it as well. Yeah, that oh, was yeah, the sad did. part. They did, and it was like wannabe ring. It was like they knew the it ring was, was a coming, kind of. And what that ring was about, I was like, oh, Which it's was about great. It's like, yeah, you don't watch this. This will happen. It's yeah. like, oh, fair dot com. Don't go to that website. Don't go to that website. Uh, it's just that's the pits. And then there's some comic book movies in there too. Like, uh, I'm guessing most- Green Lantern. You know what? We didn't mention Green Lantern, and we should have. Uh, see, I was I'm thinking a- Catwoman oh, yeah. with Halle Berry. Yep. Uh, Fantastic Four, like the new oh. kind of reboot with Michael B. Jordan. Howard the Duck. The oh, original Howard really? the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> yes, really. But to it, me, like, Howard the Duck is terrible. It's, it's a bad movie, but it's like not meant to be a good movie, I think. Well, but, so that was again, the other I'm, thing. Is we, sort of, we sort of debated. Yeah, it's a, tune into that. It's on, <laughs> it's on iTunes. But we also talked about how... Like Troll Two, for example, is a bad movie. But if you're going to rewatch it and tell people to watch it, there's just something kind of endearing about it. So that doesn't really count. Like it's a bad movie, but it's not the worst movie you've ever seen. Like the worst movies you've ever seen, you're like, I just wasted an hour and a half, two hours of my life, and I, I had. I think uh, Davey, my co-host, said if you experience just zero joy watching it, and you're just like that was a, that was just a, a waste of time. Hangover Three to me is bad. Really stands bad. out. As the one movie I stopped in the middle and just said, I'm not, I can't. Couldn't finish. Couldn't finish. Three. And that never happens. No, Even bad movies. Yeah. I'll I mean, hang in there. Yeah, because you've watched a lot of, again, just the horror movie genre alone. Yeah, I've seen more bad movies than I've seen good movies. Yes. Uh, next week on Dork, we're going to be doing Jessica Jones Season 2. 
So I'm only like halfway through, not even halfway through that right now. So my opinion is still forming. Uh, and then in a couple of weeks, Jason, you're going to be a part of it. Well, we're going to do a WrestleMania 34 preview. Sure are. So is that card almost finalized? They're getting there. Yeah, we're just about there. It's just all the stuff that hasn't been officially like put. The, the graphic hasn't been made, let's say. Got the it. matches Have are they picked a theme song up. yet? Oh, yeah. Is it's it Kid Pitbull? Rock. Oh, it's Kid. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Kid Rock. Going into the Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer Kid Rock. Yes. Soon to be. Wow. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I'm thinking one thing, if I could speak out of line. We didn't even talk before this. You absolutely can say that. I think you want. we should do a poll for this show. Or something. Something to- like, should we keep doing it, yes or no? No. Uh, well... That I don't want to know the answer. We don't want the results. Because uh, I know you'll be voting and making many uh, <laughs> different Twitter accounts just for this. Just go up with fake accounts. So make this quick is yeah. that maybe we decide, because I know when there was another guy here that's some sort of legend and, and respected in Boston, we were talking about doing like looking back at like the 1997, 98 uh, pick Celtics. a season, yeah. And then maybe, yeah, maybe pick it a season. It did help when we had a beat reporter for the team. I think we just maybe more podcast. current, maybe more over the past few years, just That's to true. start something to get my engagement. days uh, interviewing uh, Mikel Petrus. I think that would be very interesting. <laughs> Half hour content right there. My hard hitting interviews with Brandon Bass. Yes. And things like that. Yeah. We maybe we'll that. get Brandon Bass on. We could. I heard he's terrible. He is not great. Well, it depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for a 10 second answer, then he's the best. Okay. Speaking about longer answers in an interview. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jason. Great segue. We were able to catch up with a little, uh, again, it's mostly C's. So uh, March Madness is here. So let's give you a little bit on the tournament. We had a chance to catch up with former college basketball coach for Xavier, for Providence. He was the head man when, they, uh, when he took Providence to the Elite Eight with God Sham God and Austin Crozier. And he also coached at the University of Virginia. That'd be none other than Pete Gillen. Pete, how are you? Fine. Great to be with you. I'll tell you, what a year for your former teams, Pete. you got two number one seeds there, and all three of the teams are, are in the dance. That's got to be uh, quite a year. I feel good, and I was assistant at Villanova for two years, so uh, the moral is, Rich, you hire me, get rid of my mug. Five years later, you'll be in the top five in the country. Seems like a pretty, pretty good plan. Now, when you're looking at the number one seeds, again, teams you're very familiar with, Virginia, Xavier, Villanova, and Kansas – which of those teams do you think has the best chance of getting to the Final Four, and which team do you think has the worst chance? Well, I think Villanova has the best chance because I just love their guard play, you know, and the, the combination of uh, Jalen Brunson and Mikel Bridges are unbelievable. So I, I like Villanova's chances. They're so skilled. They shoot the ball so well. I think they get the best chance of, of going there. Uh, I think it's, it's going to be uh, for two of my other schools here, uh, Xavier, uh, I'm rooting for him, uh, but I, it's going to be tough when they get to the Sweet 16 playing Gonzaga, who they played last year in the Elite Eight, if you recall, Rich. So I, that's going to be a tough hurdle for Xavier. They could win, but I'd have to f- pick Gonzaga because of their size. And then for Virginia, also, the, the Tony's an unbelievable job, and I know him fairly well. Uh, and uh, I think they get a great chance, but I think they're going to run into Arizona in a Sweet 16. And I think Arizona, because of Aiton, the big guy inside, and uh, Alonzo Tria and Alkins, their forwards, I think uh, Arizona's going to knock them off. So I think the best chance is, is Villanova. The toughest chance, I think both uh, Xavier and Virginia might get knocked off. I think they'll get knocked off in Sweet 16. Yeah, I think Sweet 16 certainly could be a, a tough matchup for Virginia. What about the second round? It could be Arizona versus Kentucky. And I think I think both of those teams look like they, they could go pretty deep. I know you like Arizona there, but how, how tough of a matchup could that be? 
That's a great matchup. The Kentucky's on a rise now, winning the SEC tournament. They played great. The young guys are growing up. Uh, they're athletic. You know, they haven't been into the tournament, these young guys. So I think the difference would be uh, DeAndre Ayton, the big seven-footer. I think, you know, Kentucky will have a tough time with him. Uh, Kentucky doesn't have a real go-to guy, but they're, they're playing great right now. It's, it's certainly a coin toss, but I, I go Arizona with an eyelash because of DeAndre Ayton, the big guy inside, and their wings, Alonzo Trier and Roll Hawkins. Let's look at a couple of teams from Rhode Island. One, your former team, Providence. Then the other, the University of Rhode Island. Providence, a 10 seed, opening up with Texas A&M. Uh, Rhode Island taking on Oklahoma. Which of those teams do you think has the best chance to, to advance? I think Providence. I, I like the Friars. I think they, they could knock off A&M. Then they're going to go into North Carolina, which I think is going to be a tough stumbling block. Uh, Cartwright's playing great. He's having a great year. The backcourt guy for the Friars. Uh, right now, uh, and I think... Rhode Island's got a coin toss with Oklahoma, but I, I think uh, the Friars have a better chance to advance, but I think they're going to run into a, a tough, big North Carolina team in the second round, and I think the Friars uh, get knocked off then. <clears throat> We're talking with Pete Gillen. Is there a double-digit seed you see out there that you think could advance to at least the Sweet 16? Yeah, there's, there's one. Uh, yeah, well, I, South Dakota, I think, has a chance to uh, not go off South Dakota State, Ohio State, but then they'll run into Gonzaga. So I don't, I think that I don't think that'll happen. Um, uh, a team that uh, that could go far is uh, San Diego State. I think they're a sleeper. They're very athletic. I had them a couple of times. I think it's a coin toss with Houston, but I think San Diego State because they're bigger and they're longer, more athletic. Uh, then and I think they could upset Michigan. Michigan, everybody loves them, but they haven't played in almost two weeks. So I like the athleticism of Michigan, you know, uh, the athleticism of San Diego State to, to knock off Michigan. I think that's my one sleeper. I know Michigan, everybody loves them, but I, I think that layoff's going to hurt them. And then before we get you out of here, Pete, there a potential Sweet 16 matchup between Duke, the two seed, and Michigan State, the three seed. Who do you, who do you like in that game, that potential game? Yeah, Michigan State for sure. Duke's got more holes than Swiss cheese in their zone. You know, North Carolina carved them up like a porterhouse steak in the uh, semifinals of the uh, ACC tournament. Uh, Duke's got the most talent, but they just don't play good defense. You have to go to the zone. Uh, Bagley, Marvin Bagley III, might be the best player in the country, but and they're going to score, but I think Michigan State uh, will do a good job against the zone. I think it's going to be a great game, but I go to Spartans because they're better defensively uh, than uh, Duke, and uh, Duke's all the freshmen, and uh, you know, so they, they struggle sometimes, those freshmen, defensively. So I'm going to go with Michigan State in that one. Who do you got winning the whole thing? I got Villanova. I got the Wildcats coming out of East in the Boston Regional. So hopefully you get a chance to see some of that, Rich. I think because of their skill and the combination of their guards, Jalen Brunson and their small forward, Mikel Bridges, they're awesome. So, uh, and the big guy inside, Spellman, is, is a good good player inside for the uh, Wildcats. So it's, it's, it's the toughest time to pick at all. This is the toughest tournament to pick a team. I think there's no great team, but I think the best team is Villanova by an eyelash. All right, so thanks so much to former head coach Pete Gillen for joining the podcast here, the Mostly Seas podcast, which you can subscribe to on iTunes or wherever else podcasts are found, weei.com as well. Uh, we're going to keep doing this podcast probably a couple times a month, so I think the easiest thing to do would be to subscribe to see when there's new episodes, and maybe once the playoffs roll around, we'll do them a little bit more regular- regularly. That's a real tricky, tricky word. But thanks to our producer, Jason Rossi. My name is Rich Keefe, and we will talk to you soon. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 